Let's go! On episode 532 of Nintendo Switchcraft, we've got Metroid rumors, a crash with skatebirds, and Xenoblade stats. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. What's up? This is John from Atlanta, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Head on over there, click the heart button. That's the follow button, and that means you will get alerted every single time that I post. No, I'll not post a video, but go live and start recording. You'll you'll be here, and you'll hang out with awesome people like uh, ResTV, who it's his birthday today, and Solo Something, and Joel Mead 24 and Vaxer, and everybody else who's here. Uh, so... Go there, twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like you. You, If you want to get Switchcraft and all my other shows absolutely ad-free, that means no ads in them, check it out. As little as a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. You can get all of that stuff. That's this show, StadiaCast, uh, 143 pixels, everything that I put out, no ads, all right? Uh, Let's get started with some Metroid rumors today. I mean, we always have Metroid rumors. It seems impossible to get away from Metroid rumors because, you know, we, we've been expecting uh, something from Metroid recently. We just got that uh, Paper Mario and the Origami King uh, trailer. And at the very end of the trailer, we got to see Mario with a little uh, Samus uh, helmet on running around pretending to shoot stuff. And I asked you guys what you thought it meant. And we talked about that on one of the Ask RJS episodes. Uh, you can go back and check that out if you want. But now we've got some rumors that we may be getting Metroid Prime Trilogy uh, released next month. That's right, next month. Here's what it says. This is according to Games Radar. Uh, another day, another Metroid Prime Trilogy rumor, only this one has gone as far as to purport the highly anticipated trilogy will be available on Nintendo Switch on June 19th, 2020. Now, where does this come from? It comes from a Swedish retailer uh, known as iNet. Uh, had this uh, Metroid Metroid trilogy for Nintendo Switch listed on their website. It has since been taken down, but uh, GamesRadar has taken a screenshot of it. All right, so first off, do I think that we're going to get Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Nintendo Switch? I think absolutely we will get Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Nintendo Switch. Is it likely that we will get it in less than a month? I don't know. That seems very unlikely. However, uh, you know, Nintendo just came out with their, um, with, you know, that Paper Mario thing. And that was like, we didn't know. I mean, we had heard rumors that there was a new Paper Mario game coming. But we didn't expect it to come that soon. Like, I think that's launching in the end of June. Should, do you think it makes sense for Nintendo to launch Metroid Prime Trilogy June 19th as well? I mean, that's really close to the launch of uh, the new Paper Mario game. What was that, July or something? I can't remember now. I have to look it up right now. 
All right, so I just looked it up. It comes out on July 17th. So that actually makes a lot of sense. Bring out Metroid Prime Trilogy in June and then bring out, um, you know, the Paper Mario in July. Uh, That's about a month apart. I think that that does make a lot of sense. However, why would Nintendo tell us about Paper Mario with it having a later release date than Metroid Prime Trilogy? Uh, Look, we have seen retailers post this exact game before. We've seen it many times. We've seen retailers post Breath of the Wild before. Just because a retailer posts something on their website does not mean that they actually have insider information. It just means that they've decided to put something in their database ahead of time. And even if they have real information or not, they put it in their database. Usually they will say, oh, it's uh, December 31st, 2020, or you know something like that. I think there's definitely a possibility of Metroid Prime Trilogy coming out on June 19th, which would be awesome. And you take that, that little blip at the end of the Origami King trailer, add it to this, it's very compelling, but... Keep in mind, it's just a rumor. So if if June 19th comes and goes and we don't get Metroid Prime Trilogy, don't go screaming at Nintendo. This is what people always do. People expect something because some news website uh, writes about it. But Nintendo never made an announcement. And then when the thing that the news uh, organization doesn't happen... You know, they said that this is going to happen and then it doesn't happen. Everybody gets mad at Nintendo for not doing what they never said that they would do. So just keep that in mind. Keep your expectations in check. Um, But here's my question. If this is actually true, if Metroid Prime Trilogy is coming out on June 19th, will you be picking it up? And will it be the first time that you've ever played it? Let me know. Let's review the numbers. Sega Genesis is 16 bits. 3DO is 32 bits. The Atari Jaguar is 64 bits. Which is more advanced? Clifford! I've had this conversation, I think, a million times on this show. And I don't want to retread the same old arguments that I've had before. So simply, I will tell you as a PSA, as a warning... If you're buying the uh, the physical version of Bioshock the Collection, be prepared for an additional download. Now, we already knew that Bioshock and XCOM um, when, and um, uh, Borderlands, we already knew that when those came to the Nintendo Switch, the collection, the physical versions were also going to have a secondary download that you would have to do. We're kind of used to this at this point, but, you know, it almost feels a little like Stockholm Syndrome when we're used to it. We're like, come on, it's not cool that we're doing it, but people continue to keep buying the games and support them uh, for doing it. Now, I have to say, for me, it doesn't impact me because I, I generally, I don't buy physical games anyway. I do not go to the store and pick up uh, games off the shelf. You can see that on, on the shelf behind me, there's a few games. I've got hundreds of games on my Nintendo Switch, and I probably only have 20 at most physical games. Most of the games that I've picked up are digital because it's just more convenient for me. So if I were to pick up Bioshock the Collection, I would be 
getting it. I would be downloading it. I would be getting the digital version. I would not be going to the store and buying the physical version. And there are some people who would say, well, I want the physical version because of this or because of that. One reason that is very compelling for physical versions is that they don't have as much storage. They don't take up a huge footprint of space on your Nintendo Switch. And I can understand uh, having, you know, this is this is not one game. It is three games. It is Bioshock 1, 2, and uh, Bioshock Infinite. And they are amazing games. But if you want to play these games on your Nintendo Switch, it is going to require 31 gigabytes of free space for the physical version. Now, for the digital version, I'm fine with that. That doesn't bother me at all. But for them to be putting out a physical version of the game, uh, putting it out on the Nintendo Switch, and then requiring a 31 gigabyte download, that seems kind of nuts to me. I think that that's way too much. Um, If you're going to sell a physical version, then a 31 gigabyte download is ridiculousness. Again, digital version, perfectly fine. But 31 gigabytes, you've been warned, all right? Uh, Don't go to the store and buy the game and bring it home and go to put it on your Switch and then not be able to play because you don't have enough storage space. I just wanted to make sure that everybody was aware of the original or the additional storage space. And I got to say, 2K games get better at optimizing your games for storage. I've heard nightmares about like the 2K basketball game, about how much storage it takes up. You know, you look at a game like Super Mario Odyssey is a huge game. It's super fun. It's awesome. How many gigs does that take up? Like seven or eight? 32 gigabytes for Bioshock the Collection? And those are old games? I don't know. I think it's kind of ridiculous. My puppet body is ready. This is like the 17th time that I've recorded this segment. So if I get it wrong again, I'm just leaving it in. And you're just going to have to deal with it. And there's nothing we can do about it. What are you going to do? Edit it for me? No, you're not. You're not going to do that. You're just going to listen to it and not. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition comes out at the end of the week, May 29th. There's a lot of people who are excited for it, myself included. I'm still on the fence. Like, if I really want to play another Xenoblade Chronicles game, I should go back and finish two. And then I could also pick up the DLC for two, which is Torna which is supposed to be really, really good. So should I pick up Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition? I don't know. I really want to. I really do want to. Uh, Anyway, as we get closer to the release date of this game, we're starting to get some more information about it. Uh, Massa Gator on Twitter uh, had, looks like they might be some kind of um, of a data miner who looks into things like like resolution files and stuff like that. And this is some leaked Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition configurations. So they've got some INI file which has the resolution in there, and it says that handheld is at 504. No, I'm sorry, I said this wrong. Handheld is in 378. Uh, P resolution and up to 540P resolution. All right, so 378 to 540P. That is the resolution in handheld. In docked mode, it goes, it scales between 504 and 720P. Um, 
They also have a sharpening filter, uh, which is applied. Now, when I first saw these numbers, my initial reaction was, holy God, that's going to look like trash. But I guess this is the same resolutions uh, or scaling resolutions that were used in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Nintendo Switch. And when I played that game, I thought to myself, self, this game is really pretty. So I, you know, my initial reaction to hearing a resolution as low as 378 was like, I thought that that was kind of insanity, but Xenoblade Chronicles 2 doing that seems like that's okay because Xenoblade Chronicles 2 looks really, really good. So I don't have anything uh, to jump up and down about. I think that the, that these resolution numbers are okay, and especially because they're going for, uh, they're not going for super high resolution textures. Uh, a lot of the color palette that they use, not color palette, but a lot of the textures that they use in these games are very flat, and so they look good at uh, various uh, at different resolutions. In addition, uh, this YouTube channel called Jansen Benchmarks. They, uh, apparently they have access to Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on the Nintendo Switch, and they did a frame rate test. I've never heard of these guys, but they did a frame rate test about Xenoblade Chronicles, and it looks like it is holding um, steady at 30 frames per second, both in docked mode and in held handheld mode, which is really, really good. Like, would I prefer 60 frames per second? Absolutely, I would prefer 60 frames per second because, yes, it really does look better. But what the big mistake that I think a lot of developers make is they go after having a, an exceedingly high frame rate that they just can't realistically maintain the entire time. And because they can't maintain the frame rate the entire time, we see big dips in the frame rate as a bunch of things happen on the screen. Why is this bad? Well, because if the frame rate changes suddenly, then you're going to really, really notice it. But if the frame rate holds steady, really no matter what the number is, then it's going to be a pretty good experience. So the difference between 30 frames per second and 60 frames per second is definitely noticeable and more so by other people than by me. Um, I think as long as you're not looking at something that's 60 frames per second, uh, one second, and then 30 frames per second, the next second, it really doesn't matter all that much. The, the thing that really counts is how stable the frame rate is. And I'm happy to report according to uh, Jansen benchmarks, that we do get a stable 30 frames per second. It only had a couple of little dips that I saw in the video, but a stable 30 frames per second in Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Somehow, even though this is at the beginning of the show notes, I forgot to talk about it until now, and that is that I've got some bad news for you, okay? Back during, I think it was during an Indie Direct, or it could just have been during the last Nintendo Direct, I can't remember which, we got to see a, a little bit of this really cool skateboarding game, not the new Tony Hawk, that's not the one, or not, not the remake of Tony Hawk, that's not the one I'm talking about, but of this one where you are a bird riding around on a skateboard, and it's called Skatebird. 
and uh, it looked really fun and awesome. And I loved the. I always liked the aesthetic of having, you know, you being a tiny, um, not person, but a tiny character, and having the world be huge around you. So like these little birds are riding around on skateboards, and they're surrounded by toys and stuff. I thought that I, I always find that aesthetic to be very appealing. Well, Skatebird is no longer going to be landing on the Switch in 2020. It is now being pushed until next year. Uh, this is according to NintendoNews.com. So there's really nothing much more to say about that other than I wanted to let people know because I think that Skatebird was one of those games that a lot of people were very, very excited for. I was one of the people who looked at that and said, that looks really awesome. I'm looking forward to trying it out. I've never really been into the skateboarding games. I always was more of like an SSX Tricky guy. I really loved SSX Tricky. But, you know, all of the Tony Hawk fans out there, all of the skate fans out there, they, you know, they all love these skateboarding games. And, you know, that many people can't be wrong. So to have something that has this skateboarding mechanic but also wrapped in this ridiculous thing where it's a bird riding uh, on a skateboard doing kickflips and stuff. That just seemed incredibly appealing to me. And now it's delayed for a long time, I guess, because it was originally supposed to come out in 2020. Now, what was the original date? I don't know, maybe December. So having it pushed, like maybe it's only being pushed a month. We really don't know how long the delay is, but don't expect it this year. I'm a number one. So on one more PSA before we get out of here, and that is that, well, a while back, because of COVID-19, Nintendo closed its repair centers and basically said, hey, if you've got a a thing that happened and we didn't get to fix it before the warranty ran out, we're basically going to extend everybody's warranty to cover the amount of time that our uh, repair centers are closed. Well, People are starting to report that the repair centers are open again. Now, I've I've seen on multiple websites people saying that the Nintendo repair centers are open again. And I just want to make sure everybody is aware that's not necessarily the case. Some of them are open. Some of them are closed. And we won't know which ones until you try and schedule a repair. So a while back, I talked about how my son had broken the rail on his Nintendo Switch and I called up Nintendo and I told them and they said okay we got we we can fix that for a ridiculous amount of money I, honestly it's it's $100 uh, actually I think it was $110 to repair it which is very upsetting but whatever we'll see what happens uh and I said okay well we want to get it fixed so let's let's get it fixed and then they said, all right, well, when the, a center near you opens back up, we will send you an email with instructions on what to do. So even though there are websites out there reporting that the uh, the repair centers are open, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are. What you should do, though, however, is call. Is, if you need something repaired, call as soon as you possibly can. And here's why. You're, you're going to be in line. There's people who are in line to get things fixed. And they're not going to send you that email. They're not going to call you until it's your turn. So the sooner that you call and get like a service number or whatever, like a, an account number or um, I don't know, 
you know what I mean, the, the number that's attached to your repair. Soon, the sooner you get that number, the sooner that you are in line. Asher Sky in chat is telling me it's called a ticket number, you dummy. And he's right. It's called a ticket number. Thank you, Asher. He didn't actually call me a dummy. That's me. Um, but as soon as you get that number, that means you're in line and your number will come up sooner uh, rather than later. So uh, there's a little PSA for you. Let's wrap up the show. Oh, the new Atari 7800. We reinvented the video game. If you haven't already joined our Discord, you're missing out on some fun conversations. Right now, there is a panel to pawn tournament getting set up uh, in our Discord. Join us over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You can also watch the show live. And man, I got to say, today is one of those days that you should have been here for the live show because I messed up over and over and over again. And only the people who are here for the live show get to, I mean... That's not true. I guess you could go to my Twitch channel and watch it after the fact, but then you don't get to make fun of me while you're here, while I do it. So it's always more fun to be here for the live show. Join us over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. And this show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. I woke up this morning and I thought to myself, self, you got to post an episode of 143 Pixels today. It's Tuesday. So I sat down, I, I posted an episode of 143 pixels, and then I said, you dummy, it's Monday. It's not Tuesday. So I posted it a day early. If you haven't listened to it yet, make sure that you subscribe. You can subscribe to 143 pixels wherever you're listening to this right now, or you can go to anchor.fm slash 143. That's anchor.fm slash 143. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I'm out of here. You guys stay safe. Happy holiday. Happy Memorial Day. Not happy holiday. What is wrong with you, Bill? Bill.